Thanks for taking the time to tune in out of your busy day. I appreciate it. Do you have big dreams? I think you do. And that's why you're listening to this podcast and probably others. Maybe you're ready to start closing one or two more deals a month. Or maybe you want to feel secure enough to go from part-time agent to full-time career. Whatever it is, I know that I can help. The truth is, there is a better way of doing business. If you're struggling to make ends meet, or you're constantly feeling like you're being pulled away from your family to answer clients, it's not your fault. That's what we were taught. Most agents feel just like you do, and I remember feeling the exact same way. But there's a new way to do business, and it's at your fingertips. All you have to do is go to www.themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast and reserve a call today with one of my business development coaches. They're going to take it 20 minutes to actually review your strategy and to talk to you about what the next steps are. We've helped over 600 agents across the nation in small markets and in large markets absolutely change their business. Now, here's the deal. Don't be afraid. There's no pressure. There's no pitch. In fact, we need to see if you're a good fit for our program. And if all this call does is actually help you craft a plan and look in more detail over the next 30 days to get one or two more clients, wouldn't it be worth it? Well, of course it would. Now, you've got big dreams, but what have you done recently to put those dreams into action? We can help you. Go to themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast. Again, themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast and reserve your call today. Don't let fear hold you back. There's a new way of doing business and we found it. See you soon. Hey everyone, are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. I've got an amazing guest speaker. I'm super excited today. He's going to talk so much about business and um, the recession and actually something that you can do to stand out. So be ready to be fired up and let's get into it. I am here with J.V. Crum. J.V. Crum has an MBA. He's a self-made entrepreneur millionaire in his 20s. Isn't that amazing? He's a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and a certified business coach, also a licensed attorney, attorney and as we know, a serial entrepreneur. He has been recognized from the um, Huffington Post columnist on conscious business and is the host of the number one ranked Conscious Millionaire podcast. Which, brought, which airs Monday through Friday. He is the founder and CEO of Conscious Millionaire Institute, LLC, a global entrepreneur, business coach, training and wealth product specialist, and so much more. JV, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Well, Krista, I am excited and honored to be here. And, and a huge hello to everybody who's listening. If you're listening to Fired Up Podcast, I know you're fired up. I'm fired up. Chris is definitely fired up. We're going to have a great time today. And I just want to congratulate you for listening in and because this is such great material we're going to be covering uh and even even better jv is that now they're going to implement because i always tell everyone it's great to learn but it's even better when you implement so write down you know actionable items that you can take away okay so we had a great talk before now i want to hear um just your thoughts on the recession and how many entrepreneurs and local professionals and business people are so afraid of it but what we can do to actually prepare ourselves yep. to thrive but you know absolutely you know, when I was a little boy, um, I grew up out in the country in Florida and we had a well. Now, there were about two or 300 people. There were, there were no, you know, we had electricity. That was like a big deal that we had electricity. You know what we had? I haven't talked about this in a long time, but it's kind of interesting because most people would have no idea what I'm talking about. We had a quote unquote eight party line. I kid you not, folks. We shared one phone line with seven other households 
And when you wanted to make a call, you, I know you're thinking like, oh my God, was this in the wagon train? No, it's just, it's just, it's out in the country. That's all they had back then. And then you'd have to get up and you go, Mabel, Mabel, could you get off the phone? We need to make a phone call. And then there'd always be the little woman who always was listening in and you'd hear them breathing. You go, Doris, you have to get off the phone now. Quit listening to our phone call. No, this was reality. So a hurricane's coming. So there are two ways to deal with a hurricane coming. And folks, that's exactly what we have. Between the coronavirus and what I think is not just a maybe, but it's baked in the cake. I'm good on charts. I called the bottom on 2008, the day the market bottom. So this is something I specialize in, but I'm telling you, I'm not giving you advice. I'm just going to talk about what I think is going on. You've got to talk to your own professional before you make any decisions. So got to clear that up. But so, you know, the hurricane was coming. We could either just had fear and panic and, oh my gosh, our house is going to have trees fall on it, whatever. Or we could prepare. And I grew up, you know, three, four, five years old. I was helping to prepare. And so what we would do, having a well, which meant the electricity was almost guaranteed to go out because all these trees and all the electrical lines were above, above the ground. So we would take our bathtub, scour it real good, fill it with water. We had a portable gas stove because the cooking was, was uh, electric. And that was going to be our drinking and cooking water for maybe a week. It could be that long. Same thing's happening now, Krista. We see what's going on in Italy. We see what's going on in South Korea. We see all these cancellations. We see large companies in the, in the course of a week canceling their big events, canceling travel. And so people are partly in denial and partly afraid and panicking inside. I don't want people to do that because there's nothing to be afraid of and there's nothing to panic for. If you accept that there's going to be changes coming and you prepare for those changes, what I want you to do is to think this way. This is an opportunity for you to find some innovative changes in your business to up-level it, to find a new market perhaps, to find a new message, to solve new problems. Because in this new era that we're going to have, what I'm calling the new normal, it's going to be hitting by April. March is our last transition. So we're in this old model of what is reality. And we've been living it for a long time where you go out and you have meetings and you have conferences and, uh, and that you're focused on the specific problem that you solve right now. But there's a whole host of new problems that every one of your current clients is going to have. For instance, if you're dealing with business owners in any way, they're going to have to solve the problem of how do they do business in a much more virtual way. As I say, we're now finally going to move from offline to either 100% or primarily online. Now, what's great is we've got a bunch of technology we can use, like you and I are doing this show through Zoom, right? So what I want you to start thinking about, and we can go over you know, different sections of this, Krista, is how can you up-level your business Make sure that your clients are the ones that are going to survive a recession because we're probably going to have a couple of quarters that are not going to be good uh, for, for a couple of reasons. And I can go over those. And both of those reasons are hard to solve. Uh, Fed rate cuts aren't going to make any difference because we don't have a liquidity problem. So that's the solution for a liquidity problem. There is no liquidity problem. We've got plenty of liquidity. We've got people afraid to buy and we've got supply chain problems, you know, left and right. 
Yeah, absolutely we do. So you say that you can go over the, a couple of reasons of why we're going to be having a recession for a couple of quarters and it's not going to look so good. And, you know, because for me, I feel like, and I'm not by any means an economist. So, but I'm thinking, gosh, the, you know, the job market is really, really good. Unemployment yep. is very, very low. Interest rates are right now in the twos. I mean, because of the coronavirus, you know, they, they've, the rates are in the twos. I haven't seen them in the twos for years. And right. so it looks on the outside like we're okay. Can you tell me why we're not? And, you know, in your opinion. Yeah, sure. So let's go over the finance part first let's go over the economics so in 2008 you know we had the house debacle and all of a sudden both on residential and commercial everybody was upside down we had all these uh, uh, derivatives that were being traded that were blowing up and you know Lehman Brothers goes out of business all of this is liquidity driven and so the Fed lowered the interest rates and ultimately brought us out of that that's not going to help this time yeah as we we know the Fed's already cut a half a point it's at a it's at one percent it, it's not going to make any difference whatsoever, and here's why. We have two novel kinds of problems going on that we've not seen in a recession before, and they're both co-occurring. So one, because China's basically shut down, only about 30% of manufacturing is actually occurring in China, and it doesn't look like that's going to come online very quickly. Not only is the supply coming out of China, so that could be an iPhone that's already complete, it could also be a part that a car manufacturer needs in order to manufacture their car. It could be, I've been doing research about Mexico manufacturing. They're having a hard time because they can't get the raw materials or they can't get the parts that they need to assemble the next thing that they're going to sell. So they're just getting parts from China. So that's slowing down production all over the world. Okay, so, that's, and so because of the fact that we can't get, most of our goods and services do come from China, and because right. they've stopped production, they're not shipping things over here because of the, you know, the coronavirus, now it's going to make our economy kind of go to a standstill. Well, it's going to have us uh, slow down significantly because the manufacturing that we do and the manufacturing that other countries do that bring parts to us, or even the car manufacturing that occurs here, they're scrambling to find out, well, how do we get the parts? Because if you're missing 10 parts, but everything else you have, you can build the car. You still can't build the car, right? So there's going to be a lot of this happening. Then on the other side, we simultaneously have a buy side problem. So we have a supply side problem, which is very unique, but we have a buy side problem. But typically in a recession, it's because the economy is not doing well, unemployment's not good, and then you lower rates. But even if we had that kind of a problem, Krista, lowering rates from one and a half to one to, to 0.5, wouldn't make much difference because they're already so ridiculously low. But that's not the problem. The problem is in mass already, people are going, well, there's cruise ships that were quarantined. So people are going, mm, not going on a cruise ship. As I so said, when you say people aren't buying, you're not talking about the housing market. You're talking in no, general, people aren't in buying. In general, they aren't buying. But that's going to affect everything. You know, I think it's also an illusion or a delusion, depending on how you want to look at it, you know, it's like all of a sudden the housing stocks are, are bumping up because it's, oh, well, interest rates are so low. We're going to be able to, you know, sell more homes. Maybe, maybe not. People may not be moving the way they were moving before. They certainly might not be moving across country. We don't know exactly how everything's going to get interrupted, but we do know some things are going to get interrupted. So you're going to have people that are, you know, for example, I just met with my doctor today. I met with her last week. And we together made decisions that I would completely agreed with that tomorrow I'm flying to a conference, but that's it. And if I weren't seeing my 95-year-old aunt, 
uh, for two days after that conference because she happens to live in the same city, I might not go. I've already canceled another conference in, in May, that, uh, March that I was speaking at, and I've said, I'm not getting on a plane. I'm not going to a conference that's not where I live, which is Denver, uh, by the end, before May, the end of May, and then I'm going to reconsider because I think in the next three months, we're going to have a very good picture of what the economy is like and how, how it's, going, how it's uh, responding to all of this. And we're going to have a very good picture of how this coronavirus, you know, uh, crossing the United States. How, how many places are we having uh, outbreaks? So we're going we're gonna to have a pretty good idea. But staying back on the economy, so think about it. People are not going to get on planes. They're not going to Europe for vacation this summer. They're not going to Asia for vacation. They're not taking a cruise ship. And they probably are reluctant to put a deposit down on something because that could be the next place that's the coronavirus outbreak. So you have people that are going out, getting food, which I think is very smart. I think it's good to have a month's worth of food on hand right now because you don't know what's going to happen with trucking and transportation. And I mean, you, you don't actually know what's going to happen in a lot of areas. You have to kind of think through that. So the point is that between all of that, when I look at the markets and I look at the and I look at the, the charts and, and what's happening, I go, to me, the second and third quarter recession's already baked in the cake. It's going to happen because everything's moving in that direction. Economists so were already predicting that even prior to this coronavirus breaking out and yeah. having all the- Well, we were, we, were, we were top heavy in that both actually homes and, and equities were pretty highly priced, but you're going to have a slowdown in spending and people are going to have to find uh, what I call a new normal a new way of doing business. So part of that new normal is that we're all going to be looking at how do we do business where it's not in person. And just like you, all of, all of my clients, everybody that we help at Conscious Millionaire basically are service providers. They're, they're coaches, they're in some kind of a service business. And so all of a sudden we need a new normal of how do we move from offline so we probably, everybody you're listening today, you're probably already doing a, a portion of your business online. But how do you end up doing basically all your business online? So let's, can, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the solution. Sure. Now. And now people yeah. are, they're nervous, you know, and they, and not that we want to take any kind of tragedy as an opportunity, but this really is a time for people to say, okay, we know something is going to be different. We know things need to change. How do we now be proactive instead of reactive right now and think about how we can start continuing to operate business, continuing to serve our community in a way that's going to help them get through this. So let's talk now about what the solutions are. Yeah, so first of all, the solutions are, how do we do business without the conference? So you've got to start looking at, okay, you and I are on Zoom, but what's some other technology? Start looking for technologies that allow for you to have more interaction so people can interact more when they're on these, uh, these conferences. And how do you do these conferences where either part of it's recorded and people watch part of it on, on their own time to get prepared for the in-person, quote unquote, in-person virtual meeting that we're going to have? How do you have those meetings so that they're uh, spread out between less people? so that it feels more intimate because part of the thing that you and I get from going to conferences, and I typically go to a lot of conferences this year, I'm going, oh, I'm not so sure what that's going to look like as a participant, is that we go there and we want to interact with people. You know, I, I'm headed out. It's, yeah. Yeah. And the networking. So how do we provide some networking opportunities for people? And this is where the innovation is going to come in because you and I both know, Krista, when 
when our back is up against the wall is when we tend to find our best solutions a lot of times because we're forced to, we have to, and we get innovative and then we find a new solution for how we're going to do business. And that opens up a whole new division for us or a whole new level of, of our marketplace. For example, one of the things that's really important, and I'm going to use an example. Last night, I happened to have done a webinar. I called it Prosper 2020 uh, because I want people having a very positive look on this. And it's not about fear and panic. It's about know the hurricane's coming and be prepared. Be prepared while asking yourself this question. How can I make 2020 my best year ever? How can I make more money? How can I make a bigger impact? Forget that there's a recession. Forget that there's a coronavirus. Just put those aside and go, okay, those aren't going to hinder me. And having a mindset that I'm going to still grow because those are just roadblocks that they're roadblocks that happen anyway. So just say, those are just roadblocks. I'm not going to let the roadblocks stop me. I'm going to figure out new innovative ways. And one of the innovative ways you can do that is looking at what are the new problems that every one of your clients are going to have. Because what you and I are going through, like, are we going to have food? What happens to medical supplies? You know, what do we do for a vacation? You know, is vacation running around the backyard? You know, those are the same problems that every client you have has. And even if, say, you're going to work with people on getting mortgage applications, they're still going through the same problems you have. How can you address some of those problems with what you're currently offering, but add a new offer that addresses those problems for, the, for those people? So it might be, oh, well, you could just send in all the forms. We're going to meet with you, but we're going to add a portion of our conversation without even telling them that we're going to spend 10 minutes on those conversations where we're just going to talk about how's your family? How are you experiencing this? You know, what, what, what are you doing to get out of stress and have ideas to help them get out of stress that may have nothing to do with a mortgage application, but all of a sudden you're dealing with them and their real problems in a way that other people aren't. So let's, let's get some examples. Okay. So let's think about local professionals. We're talking about, sure. any, you know, and I believe that a local pers- professional, we're all entrepreneurs. So instead of me saying, we're going after entrepreneurs, we want to help entrepreneurs, local professionals, business owners are entrepreneurs, 100% real estate agents, lenders, divorce attorneys, CPAs. So the the first thing a lot of people are going to have to deal with, and you're seeing the large companies are already doing this. I mean, they're already making announcements. We're going to have more people work from home. How can you, even if you have an office, how can you allow people to spend part or even all of the week working from home? How can you make that change? So that was something that was already going on. But now the problem is, You don't know where those people were and who was next to them because we're dealing with a virus that, by the way, the the most recent statistics that came out from WHO, the World Health Organization, said that we have uh, a 3.4% fatality rate. I want to contrast that because a lot of people are going, oh, well, this is no different than the flu. Yes, it's very different than the flu. The flu has a 0.01% fatality. That's 340 times the fatality of your common flu. And it, and it incubates in people who have no symptoms which, and they're, they're carriers. So a person has no symptoms for at least 14 days. They're contagious. You don't know if it's the person sitting next to you, whether that's at a Starbucks. And you know, I don't want to single out Starbucks, but you know, on a plane or whatever. So everybody's going to be dealing with that. And in the next 30, 
60, 90 days, that's going to be across the country. That's going to be on top of mind. So one of the things, like I had a client who's in a service-based uh, business and they go into retirement homes and they do services with, um, with patients there. And I said, okay, you can't require this legally, but since all their people are nurses that do a certain kind of a skill set, why don't you talk to your people and go, you know, we'll have a leg up on all our competition if we agree that every week you're doing a coronavirus test so that we can tell all these nursing homes because the elderly people, especially in a nursing home, are more susceptible to any kind of virus, right? We can tell them that our people coming in are tested and are free of the virus and that we test on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis. So that's an, that provides a level of service because that nursing home, just to give you an example, the cleaning crew that comes in, the people that come pick up the trash, the people that deliver the food, all the service providers, they're sitting there right now freaking out today. What are we going to do to protect our patients when we have no idea if the person walking in has this virus or doesn't have this virus? So coming up with novel maybe things like- limiting like contact and maybe having it so that it's a virtual contact like we're doing now, just offering yep. these type of- solutions. Well, and with that particular uh, client, there are certain kinds of nursing homes that they can do telehealth with. So they're adding a whole lot of them to prepare them to have another level of uh, business, more revenue, but it's already designed to be telehealth. Some of them, because Medicare pays for it, doesn't allow for telehealth, but if you're tested, so that's a novel idea. So let's say you have a service business and you've got 10, 20, 50 people in your office. You, you probably can't legally require the test. You know, you're going to have to check with your own attorney, but that's probably going to be difficult. But if you rally everybody together and say, look, we want everybody in our office to be protected and we want to protect our clients. So imagine that there's one office that's real estate, for instance, or mortgage brokers, and they're saying, our people are all voluntarily tested because we want you to be safe when we show you a home. That's going to be a question that's going to be in a lot of people's minds because come April, come May, come June, if this has spread, and right now it looks like it spreads like wildfire, uh, people showing a home, are, are the, the family's going to be concerned. Does the realtor, is the realtor going to pass this on to me? You know, does, it, so, does it live if you are, you know, you're, you have it and you are for 14 days, you have it and you're, you don't even know it and you touch something is it, or it's only just spread. That's, a, such, a, that's such a great uh, question. I've been following this very closely. And the, the, right now the problem is they don't have enough testing data, but there are scientists that are testing. If you touch say a counter, how long does it live on the counter? How long does it live on the broccoli? How long does it live on the glass of water you touched? So different surfaces, uh, different materials, it's going to live different lengths of time. Right now, there isn't enough information to so know. Let, that. But that's the right kind of question to be asking. Let's uh, think about this. So this is, you just, you mentioned real estate agents and lenders. So let's just say, again, we're trying to think of how to be proactive. And and again, we, you know, some of our listeners are thinking, oh, you guys are being way too uh, dramatic. But let's just say, you know, that it does get to be much worse. And I don't think many people are going to be buying houses, but there still will be some that need to. So So think about how we can proactively... Um, well, even, even the local movers, let's say you're selling one home and moving to another home, even in the same city, mm -hmm. all those people have to come touch your things. You're around those people. So what if the moving company says, 
oh, our people are all tested because we want you to be safe when we come in to pack your goods. And even even the real estate agents, for example, if you're if you're listing a home, right? Part of the requirement could be, okay, when you come in, you have to wear gloves, and we provided masks for you to, that you have to wear. And you know, then then the people that are selling feel safe, people that are buying feel safe, and that's just a requirement because there is going to get a point where if this does break out, people are still going to have to buy and sell at times. So how do we protect right. everyone? That's something to kind of right. do stand out, and then say, hey, and by the way, everyone at our at our company is voluntarily. Um, taking a test once a week so that we don't spread the love, you know? Right. So we're spreading love and there's no virus with it, so to say. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. And by, uh, by right now sitting down today, the day that you hear this show with your team and going, what can we do to list out the problems that everybody's going to be facing? And then maybe there's unique problems, like if you're providing a service to a business in some way, all those businesses are going through exactly what you and I are talking about. They're having to decide, well, how do we be virtual? How do we handle in-person meetings? Do we have a company, you know, picnic this year? I mean, these are real problems. And what do we, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do instead so that people still feel like they got something? Yeah. Do they have any idea how long maybe this is supposed to be, you know, continuing on or when? Yeah. From, from everything that I've read, we really need to prepare for the next year and a half. And here's why. Um, the earliest, uh, I mean, I've listened to a lot of resources with doctors on different shows being interviewed like Bloomberg and, you know, uh, CNN and those kind of uh, shows. It, it seems like the fastest that you can get a new vaccine through all the trials. So it's ready to dispense is about a year and a half, you know, no vaccine so, you're saying for a year and a half. That's what most people are saying. So now we've, now we've got a question that's an unknown about this. Is this a virus that in the warm months is going to kind of dissipate or is it not? Unfortunately, we're not going to have the answer to that till we get to the warm months and find out if that's true. But even if it dissipates, just like the influenza dissipates, come fall, come winter, no vaccine. This is already going to be spread all over the place. It's all going to come back. So the problems that we're beginning to have, and we're going to have a lot more in April and May, so we're going to get a sample of what this is like, they're going to come back October, November, December, January, February, March. They're still going to go on again. So we have to be prepared. How are we going to handle it now? And then be really clear, oh, and this virus isn't just going to go away. So, so let me do this. We, I yeah. know I only got you for six more minutes, okay, JB? Mm -hmm. I know I've got you for six more minutes, and I want to talk about a solution that I think is really, really um, great for local professionals. You and I were talking about this before we right. even got on, and that is how do we still stand out as the authority figure in our profession? You know, everyone knows that I'm a big, huge fan of video, but I also am a fan of podcasting, and I think right. that podcasting is very, very under used by local professionals to have them stand out as the authority figure. And Absolutely. I know some of you are listening to this and you're going, well, oh, I'm, you know, I'm an, ins an insurance agent or I'm, you know, a divorce attorney or I'm a CPA and no one, there's nothing for me to talk about on a podcast and no one's going to be listening. But I have to tell you, you're listening right now to yeah, this. That's correct. And you're a local professional or you're an entrepreneur, or you're a business owner. So 
get that out of your head. And we want to, again, start thinking about solution-based thinking. How do we still operate our business and be in the forefront of our customers? And that's what I want to talk to JV about right now. He has a new training that's coming up and I want him to sort of talk to you a little bit about it. Please open your mind and listen. Um, sure. I believe in this so much. Number one, as you know, I, I do it because you're listening and I know it can help any business and it's very underutilized. It's kind of like when Facebook first came out, right? Um, seven, eight years ago, and it cost one cent to advertise. And now that one cent is like $3, right? That's how underutilized um, it is when you're doing the podcast. And if you ever read anything about red ocean and blue ocean, right now, most people are operating their business in a red ocean, meaning you're all doing the exact kind of thing. We want to learn how do we go into a blue ocean, meaning do things that most people are not doing so that we stand out. I 100% believe that doing podcasting, reaching your community that way is your blue ocean, your way to kind of stand out amongst the rest. So JV, will you talk to us a little bit about your new- Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first I'll say I'm in my sixth season. I started my podcast September 16th, 2014. And really say the name like of that again for us. What's the name of it? Conscious Millionaire. And so Conscious Millionaire, and I've actually produced seven different shows on my network. And um, now I'm producing three. Uh, but one on health, interestingly enough, I produced for three and a half years. So here's what's happened. I went from, I was just a local business guy, I owned a regional trucking line. I sold it, right? I made money and people where I lived in Tampa knew who I was because I was in the right organizations, but that's it. Nobody else had ever heard of me. And then I write a book and I release a podcast actually at the same time. And the podcast took off like wildfire. And now I have over 2,000 episodes, six seasons, six seasons later, 12 million listeners, 190 countries. So there, it's really broad as well, but it put my name on the map. You know, last year I can trace at least a quarter of a million that came from my podcast, money that I made that I would not otherwise have made by doing all the things that we teach people on how to make money from your podcast. In my opinion, if you are wanting to be the known expert in your field, you need to have a podcast. You know, I just helped another client who's local, who's a real estate agent, launch a podcast last week because she wants to be known in her market as the person who's doing the kind of uh, real estate that she's doing. And she wants to even, you know, she says, well, the real value of uh, the podcast is in Sarasota, Florida. So, she wants to get people listening all over the country so that they want to have a second home or they want to move to Sarasota because of the quality of life. And wherever you're at, you, you obviously believe in your city or, or you, hopefully you don't live there. I'm in Denver. I believe in Denver. I love living in Denver. So if you're in love with the place that you're, you're at, then you, it's great that people all over the country can hear it. It doesn't cost you anymore. You just distribute it. So, so it's not just a little bit about that. So, you know, everyone I know, they're, they, they're thinking, well, I wouldn't know what to talk about. And I know that's something you're going to deal with. You, you, you oh, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Easy. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of joke about this. Um, you know, the disc, the disc test where uh, there's one, there's four different things and one of them's influencers. Look, folks, if you're doing mortgages, if you're doing real estate, if you're a professional that deals with people, chances are you're a high you eye. Like, you're a high eye and you like, like to talk. People. You like, you like to talk. people, right? You like people. Right. If you like people. So here's the great thing is that 
every, once, it, once a week on Saturdays, I do a solo show for 10 minutes. I have to record two of those today because I'll be gone for two weeks. It takes seven minutes to record them. Um, they're very quick and I've learned how to do them very quickly. That's not going to be the majority of the shows you do. The majority of the shows you're going to do is exactly what you and I are doing, Krista. You're going to find experts in your area and you're going to bring people on who are potential clients. Are you going to bring on clients you've worked with to talk about how you helped them find the home, how you helped them get the right mortgage, the steps they went through, and you're going to interview them. And I just have to say, interviewing people is actually not that hard. They're, they talk and you listen, and then you ask another question. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very easy. And here's the thing about that. When you do that, you're perceived as the expert and as the right. authority figure because you brought that person on. That's the whole beauty of it. So when is this launching? What's the cost? How many episodes? Can you go into a little more detail for us? Sure, absolutely. To learn more about it and to, to apply just to have a conversation, Go and make sure when you do, you say that you learned it from Krista's podcast, Fired Up, because we're trying to see just how many people we can get. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you talk, you'll be talking to Mario. Um, just go fill out the form at getpodcastgold.com. So it's getpodcastgold.com. And the reason we named it that is that we specifically work with business people who want podcasts specifically to help them make more money. So in other words, there's no point if you're in a business to start a podcast that isn't designed from the start to make you money. Absolutely. You should <laughs> I not be doing an episode and there was, we were like, oh, we need to start doing X, Y, and Z. We should have thought of that beforehand. And, you know, we were yeah. right over. And we teach you exactly how to put that interview flow together. We do all the editing, all the back end, do the basic marketing, upload it for you. All you have to do is find four people once a week, four people. You can spend four hours a month. That's all you have to do. We do all the rest of the work for you. And so to get started, you know, we do the logo, we do the libs, and we do everything for you to get you started, take you through the whole program. It's just $2,400, and then it's $1,400 a month. But part of that each month is we're helping you doing a coaching call. We're helping you put together your lead magnets, helping you design and build everything that you need to have in order to make money. Because I'm fortunate I got 12 million listeners, we're syndicated radio show. Most people, I got to tell you up front, you're not going to become conscious millionaire. You're not going to have 12 million listeners. But here's the good news you don't need 12 million listeners. All you need is maybe 1,000 or 2,000 listeners. Say, it's better to have 1,000 raving fans. Fans, that that's right. Work, you know, refer you than, than having, it's, it's, it's all you need. <laughs> right. What you want. And I think people get lost in this because, you know, people talk about the numbers. That's why I go like, I have them, but that's not the big deal. The big deal is you want to build a podcast and then market it in a way and constantly have lead magnets on it, constantly have the kind of things that even the guests that you invite, we teach you how to invite the right guests that are going to help you make money because they were on the show. Everything should be driven to you're going to make a positive impact that solve a problem. So that's going to get people wanting to listen. And then you're going to design it. And we're going to help you with all that so that every month you're focused on how do I make money from this podcast? And that should be your attitude. And, and if that's not your attitude, in my opinion, if you're a business person, you shouldn't invest your time and money in building a podcast. It should be a growth engine for your business. And here's the nice thing when you do the podcast is that you can repurpose it. You can take that podcast. Absolutely. 
you know, uh, take out segments and put them on Instagram. You can put it on YouTube. You can put it on uh, your, your website so you can get search engine optimization. There's so many things you can do. You have seven different uses just from doing one podcast. I know JV has to come. So it has to go. So get podcast gold, right.com. Yep. Yep. Dot com. Podcast gold.com. Make sure you mention that you, you um, heard about JV and his awesome podcast. I mentioned my name, Krista Mayshore and don't just sit here and think, oh, what a great idea. Remember, it's great to learn, but if you don't ever implement and take action, you're going to be just in the exact same spot. And this is your blue ocean. Yeah, abs absolutely. This is the way that you are going to distinguish yourself from the masses. Because whatever you're doing on a local level, there are many other people doing it. But if you're the one who's standing out in a way that other people aren't standing out, if you're seen as the expert, you know, and then you can every person you talk to and go, hey, go listen to my podcast. You can send them. When I'm talking to prospects that I'm going to coach with or do any kind of deal with, I'll choose one or two of my episodes and send them the link in an email. I'm already the expert. You know, I was talking to a client just yesterday and, you know, this is, you know, my clients are paying me thirty dollars to $100,000. So, you know, that's the kind of coaching I do. So they said, you know, actually, and so we're in our, I guess, fourth, fifth month of working together. They're really excited. Uh, they're doing well. And they, they said, you know, you know, and, and I'm thinking, well, this was interesting, you know, because you take them through the enrollment call and everything. And they said, you know, actually, you would have had to cuss me out to convince me not to pay you because I was already sold from listening to your podcast. That's all. It's, it's, it, it helps you gain instant authority. It absolutely does. And then you also teach them how to market it, correct? So people yeah. In fact, we do a lot of the marketing for you because what we found is professionals, business owners, entrepreneurs, service providers do not want to spend their time dealing with that. What they want, their time is more important than spending a little bit of money, having somebody else do it professionally, take care of it all, you know, edit it, put it up, market it, distribute it. You don't want to be doing all that stuff. That's not what you're going to make your big bucks from. You're going to make the big bucks from the lead that you close for your service. That's where you make your money. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a believer. You know I am because I'm doing it. So I, don't, I always eat my own dog food, JV. And I just wanted to thank you so much for being here, everyone. Go to Get Gold. Uh, ah, get, one more time. <laughs> get Podcast Gold. Because okay. what you want is a, a pot of Podcast Gold. So Get yes. Podcast Gold getpodcastgold.com go there and implement jv thank you so much i always have everyone um end by just saying if you had just one piece of advice to give what would that be well i have a formula that comes out of my book conscious millionaire grow your business by making a difference the formula is the formula for creating wealth and it's very simple but most people skip the first part so i'm going to just tell you it's conscious focused action and i could do a whole training on it but here's what i want you to know most entrepreneurs, when I'm speaking, I go, which one do you think is most important? Conscious, then focus, action. 80% lead on the action. They're wrong. The most important one is, it's definitely your 80% one is the conscious one. That's when you decide what specifically are you going to accomplish by what date? Why are you choosing that as your number one priority? Who do you need to have help you? And what's your steps to getting there? That's the conscious step. And then you only take focused actions that are going to get you there as quickly as possible. And so that's conscious focused action. That's what you should follow to build your business. And anything that doesn't fit within that formula, guess what? Let it fall through the cracks. It didn't matter anyway. Ah, JV, I love it. Thank you so much for being on everyone. Remember, 
it doesn't help if you don't take action. Take action. I hope you are just as fired up as I am to have had JV on. Make it a great day, everyone. Thank you again for such a for giving me such a small part of your day. I really appreciate it. And I just think you're amazing. Talk to you soon.